Hello, this is uh, Paul Dick from uh, Stark Strength and Conditioning, Stark CrossFit. This is our third podcast. Uh, we are here with Alex Patton, owner of Shock Performance Nutrition. So pretty excited to have her here on the show. Um, how's it going, Alex? I'm super good. Thanks for having me today, Paul. That's not awkward at all. Um, well, we are uh, we're going to be talking about nutrition. Um, Alex has her own business. How many how many years have you had this uh, shock performance nutrition for? Technically, I've had it for about six, but uh, it's really picked up in the last two. So I like to say that. <laughs> so two years or six years? It, it's technically six, but it was a, a ground project that's slowly built up over time. Cool. Well, any good project takes time to build up, and uh, you know if you're willing to invest time and effort into it, then uh, you're definitely going to see see progress down the road. You might not see it, you know, right away in the initial stages, but uh, you got to build some momentum and learn from some mistakes, and then uh, you know build build from there. So, um, so who are you, and uh, what is Shock Performance Nutrition all about, Alex? Uh, well, it's Shock Performance Nutrition is the full name. Uh, so I actually went into kinesiology and followed up with nutrition at the University of Manitoba. So I graduated in 2011, and that is where my business started. Um, soon after, I learned that a business has a lot to do with marketing and advertising. So as a science grad, I learned a lot about business. And I think, um, especially when we met, I learned a lot from you and, and your business journey in itself. But shock. Uh, initially was to deal with athletes. It was sport performance. I was super specific, but having my nutrition background, I realized how much our community within Winnipeg uh, benefits from education and from coaching and understanding the why that we eat healthy and how that can help us be active. And I think the biggest lesson I learned that I like to say to everybody is Nutrition is about 70% of what you can do with body composition. And when I got certified to do life coaching as part of my business, which is, I guess, about a third of what I offer in services now, um, I learned the psychological role. And I learned that people can have this perfect diet plan in front of them and still not succeed and it had to do with behavioral role so I went back to my education and really revamped my business in the past two years to have that full body approach goal setting and aligning with everybody from a beginner all the way to an elite athlete cool I like it um you know being able to help uh, all different types of uh, individuals, whether it is like more of an elite athlete or someone just wanting to get off the couch and make some better choices um, and and kind of learn and educate themselves is, uh, you know, definitely the way to go, in my opinion. And it opens you up to a lot more people uh, to, to work with as well. You know, if you're just going with elite athletes, um, it's a a very small amount of the population that you actually get to work with for that. But, uh, you know, just uh, just being able to help everyday people out that want to, you know, get a little bit fitter, look a little bit better naked, um, and uh, and be able to, you know, just feel better throughout uh, throughout the day and make sure that they're fueling themselves properly is, uh, is huge. 
So, um, so what is it that you typically do when you get uh, when you're working with a client? Do you just give them like a, a meal plan and just say, here, eat this, uh, you know, eat this until you reach your goal weight, sort of thing? The the chicken and green beans and rice, like I've heard from so many people, and then they end up getting sick of that stuff and just you know fall off the wagon. Um, like, what is what is your approach when you start working with someone, Alex? Getting to know them, understanding who they are truly, building that connection and trust first, understanding where they've come from and where they're going. Um, shock isn't about the Alex way. It's about the unique client that comes to me way and being as much a support as an educator, um, but n exactly not giving them that oatmeal, brown rice, broccoli, chicken, protein shake diet. That's, that's not creating success for everybody. And that, similar to sport nutrition, is a very small population. I want people to feel empowered and that they can create success within their own lives. And even if they succeed for two or three months and have that you know, so overdone before and after photo of what they looked like on a restrictive diet, that's still setting them up to fail. It's not teaching them about their own behaviors and creating that connection and understanding the importance and how they can feel full, rounded, great all the time. So sometimes that starts with small goals and sometimes that's little changes. So I go everywhere from just having a sit down and saying, who are you? And what have you done in the past? And why didn't that work for you? And what makes you feel good about yourself? Why do you feel successful? Why do you feel valuable in this world? And often a lot of people draw on their aesthetic first, and they think that nutrition is about the way that they look. And it's not, it's a lot of having to do with how they feel and not just physically how they feel, but emotionally. I like that. There's uh, there's a lot going on, you know, behind the scenes of just uh, just giving someone a, you know, uh, an eating plan or nutrition habits, and definitely knowing, you know, some of their limiters and and um, things that might be the opposite of success for them. Uh, like you know, looking at what's going to get in your way, what can derail you, and, uh, you know, is is your why, is your reason for doing it enough? And if it is, just to, like, look in front of the mirror, um, you know, for, for some people that's, that may be enough, I, I'd say probably a very small percentage, but I think uh, for, for most people, you need to have a very good reason as to why you're doing it, as to why you're not not being extremely restrictive, but like making better choices than not, um, you know, most times. And just to add to that, like we are in a society now where there are these 15 second Instagram videos about how perfect you can be if you just do this. And I think that's one of my favorite conversations is like, why is that you right now? Why are you identifying with that? Is that really your expectation of yourself? And even just painting a picture of what kind of lifestyle that means, most so cliche fitness models or bodybuilders, like they're not necessarily focusing on all areas of their lives when they're doing those competitions or photo shoots. And 
always, I don't know I've, if I've met one person that doesn't start compromising their nutritional focus and can lead to deficiencies or the bounce back principle where you feel even worse than when you started at all of this journey because you've been trying to be perfect for so many months. And I'm not knocking those people either. I mean, like, I love feeling good and looking good. And sometimes people have to be on that journey to begin with in order to come down off of it and feel confident and feel successful in taking on the rest of their goals. But I think it's just always coming back to that connection in like, what makes you feel good about you and trying to navigate what that looks like. And that's so unique and specific to each client. So giving you a generalized one-page program with the same meals, and maybe it's just the amounts are different, um, you're really just servicing a client. Yeah, the Going, going back to those uh, 15 seconds of, uh, of fame Instagram videos, uh, that you had mentioned, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think I've seen one where you know someone sitting on the couch in their underwear with a two liter of ice cream on their lap, just like you know, <laughs> crying and uh, pounding back that ice cream. So, um, you know, that's <laughs> that that may happen behind the scenes, but usually it's the the best of the pet best always get uh, you know posted up on on social media there. So. Um, one thing I'd like to ask you is, uh, what are the most common and consistent issues you see, uh, in people's eating habits? So some of the biggest things that, uh, you would change, whether it's on a daily habit or, or a weekly habit that, uh, you see across, you know, all types of clients that you work with, whether it's elite athletes or that person just wanting to get off the couch. So the things that they're not doing, um, most boring subject ever. I really have to figure out a way to say it differently. But um, And even when I see other professionals talk about it, is hydration. And it's as simple as looking at, like, say you started your morning with a black coffee. Like, for most of us, that gets things moving, right? Whether it be it gets our bodies moving or whether it gets our digestive tracts moving. Um, I have a lot of clients talking about, you know, their bathroom stuff. And, and I think that's an important indicator in your health. And we don't need to go <laughs> too into detail there. But That'll be another podcast. Yeah. But the... Uh, um but even just discussing with people like what does it this look like and I'm serious because it's your body actually showing you are you paying attention and this is what I need um but hydration gets everything started so if you're taking supplements or you're trying to eat better or you're worried about the way your skin looks or you're worried about your performance in a sport, whether it be something like Stark CrossFit, where it's intense, or it's just I'm trying to learn how to run a 5K, is knowing that pre, during, and post-hydration techniques, as well as your carbohydrate loading. So what's great about sport nutrition, and if I have an athletic or just an active person coming to me, it's always talking about that pre, during, and post-workout routine. Um, two most important times for people to eat are breakfast because you've just been fasting for how long? Hopefully eight hours, especially if you're an athlete, maybe 10. Um, we do live in a fast-paced society. But it's knowing the timing and the amount and the combination of certain foods that can just quantify what you're already trying to do. 
Um, but again, it's boring and it always starts with hydration. It helps get those nutrients to your muscles where they need to go in order to perform. And I can even say, like, I'm a volleyball player. I play year-round. Um, I've had times where I'm like, whatever, I just got to go quick. And I grab a coffee. And, and caffeine has a lot to do with performance. And so there's caffeine and there's sport drinks and there's alcohol. And those all play into hydration where when I've shown up for volleyball, I've had enough coffee. And so I've got that quick burst of energy. But I started to feel my muscles get tight. And so that's because I wasn't hydrated prior. And so that caffeine really didn't serve me well. It would have been better to chug a water. Um, very boring subject though, but it is crucial. And, and sometimes things in life aren't always about the fun, quick Instagram fix that are trendy, but it's also understanding things like when and if you're going to have alcohol. And this again is referring very generally from beginner all the way to an elite athlete is drinking after sport is literally the worst time for you to have that because your body needs to be hydrated so like those beer league games where you like go and play like hockey or soccer or whatever and then go pound back a bunch of beers after is uh, is not a good idea is what you're saying <laughs> Well, and even, like, isn't there that Manitoba Marathon leg by the BDI there? There's a corner that some guy hands out beers. Sorry, buddy, you're going to have to get a couple more this year because I just talked about this now. But, um, yeah, like, you have to enjoy your life. And, and I'm not trying to get, like, super stickler here. Everyone's different. But if you're asking me, like, that's the biggest area of opportunity that most people – they say, oh, I chugged like two liters of water at the beginning of the day, but then I didn't drink anything for the rest of the day. And it's loading too. Like you can't go a whole day without drinking and then try and drink two liters right before your sport because it's just going to flush everything. Yeah, that's uh, like, you know, when people think about training, maybe they are like, you know, dehydrated uh, or chronically dehydrated and they only drink around exercise. I know sometimes I'm bad for that. Um, and just uh, if I work out in the morning or mid-morning, then I'll start drinking, you know, water a little earlier and, and throughout the day. But if I don't... Uh, you know, typically if I don't work out till later on in the day, I start, you know, drinking water a little later in the day, which I know isn't a good thing. Um, I've been trying to every morning when I wake up and have breakfast, I try to pound back a, a glass of water, at least a, a, just a cup of water to kind of get started with that. And then, uh, you know, along with that cup of coffee, you're just running to the run into the bathroom to pee every like 20 minutes or so. But um you know, I, I think when people think about hydration too, they're just thinking about like, I drank water, I am, you know, now hydrated or I'm, you know, getting closer to being hydrated, which I don't think people understand that it happens on a cellular level too and can take, you know, if you are someone who is chronically dehydrated, um, you know, it could take, what, a week, maybe more to actually hydrate yourself on a cellular level um, so that your body is functioning optimally rather than, uh, you know, just drinking, you know, a few glasses of water and considering that being being hydrated. Well, and just to add to that for people that might not care what cellular means, even though we're nerdy little science humans, but it, it's even looking at it as soreness and injury prevention, recovery, right? And, and that's where that sport comes into play. But even with the 
55-year-old female that's trying to get on a walk program, if her calves aren't healing and she's walking so much, then it deters her from her goal. So it, it really connects back to that behavior model where there's some science behind it, but it's also understanding that in order to get you to your goal, I'm not trying to tell you that drinking water is just the coolest thing ever, and that's like my sole role to help you, but it's about starting with system basics, and that will layer you for success in terms of absorbing food the way that you want to, and thus fueling and helping with recovery and preventing injury. Cool. I, I don't know. I don't think that, you know, hydration is a, a boring topic. It is, you know, extremely important, like Alex had said, for helping those nutrients get into your cells and, uh, and being able to recover properly. But I know sometimes people come into the gym here, um, like non-members, someone to come try a free class or whatever, and they don't bring, you know, a water bottle or anything like that. And I'm just like, you know, we've got cups here, I've got, you know, bottles of water, and I'll just like give someone, you know, a cup of water, a, a bottle of water, and be like, hey, drink this. No, no, I'm good. I don't need to. And I don't know if it's like a, they feel like, you know, they're being a hero by not doing it, uh, but they're, yeah, not not doing their body a service by avoiding, you know, staying hydrated throughout, uh, throughout workouts. So um, one thing I'd like to ask is uh, what daily or weekly goals do you suggest setting for people to be successful to achieve their goals? So whether it's just like one thing a day or you know, just, just a few little tips to, to help people become successful. I really like neon colors and I feel like that's the beach volleyball player in me. Um, but post-its, oh man, put your goals up on post-it notes. The more neon, the better, but that's just a personal opinion. Maybe you're a pastel kind of fellow. I don't know. Uh, but putting simplistic realistic time achievable goals on your mirror so that when you wake up in the morning they are reminders as you're brushing your teeth and before you go to bed which hopefully please people brush your teeth twice a day as a minimum um, it's that reminder that you're living with a purpose there's a reason you woke up that morning and sort of whatever goal you're working towards, whether you deem it small or big. Maybe it's not that, it's about simple and complex instead, but complex goals always come back down to, you gotta have that hierarchy of simple working your way up. So I think, again, hydration, making sure that you get greens in every single day because it comes down to a similar system in the sense that Everything else you do to your body and everything else you put in your body will function at a more optimal rate when greens have been present. It just has to do with those micronutrients. I'm not going to get into details about that today, um, though I do really like science. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think even when I've come to speak at Stark before and we've had those great evenings where we have a full class in after they've kicked their butts and they're having their stretch time we've talked about making sure that if you can even have a little bit of greens at almost every meal 
that that's going to help every meal digest. Now, it gets a little different with sport because you don't want to have a big salad and then try and go for a run because that's just going to sit like a rock and that has to do with fiber principles. But having greens every day, being hydrated, um, making sure that you're not going too long without eating and having suffice carbohydrates, which is really hard to depict right now in society. There's a lot of opinion articles in comparison to educated professional articles saying how to eat carbs, which carbs are good, which carbs are bad. And I just always encourage people to go back to, tell me what has worked for your body so far. And Let's play up with that first. If, if you know that you digest sweet potato better than regular potato, then don't call that paleo. Call that your eating plan. If you know that you can have a couple pieces of toast prior to a workout and that fuels you better than anything else, then maybe gluten-free isn't for you. It's just being conscious of when you react to things and when you don't. And I think that that's the biggest disservice in a lot of these diet plans that we're seeing is we want this general plan that everyone else is doing so that we look just like them and step away from what's working for you specifically. And simplistically, how can we write that down on a couple sticky notes and just focus on that? Yeah, I, uh, I think it's a great idea to have uh, those notes right in your face, whether it's, you know, on the computer at work or your mirror at home, like you mentioned, or, you know, even right beside your bed when you wake up and, you know, that's that's all you see, you know, right off the bat when you wake up and when you go to bed. Just having those reminders is, uh, you know, uh, definitely helpful for people. So um, one of the things that, uh, that I was thinking about was... Uh, you know, if people see like a, a diet planner, they're like, you know, hey, Alex, you're looking really great. Like what, you know, what are you, what what diet plan have you been following? Or what, you know, people are, are quick to jump on specific diets if they see someone having success for uh, with it. But I don't think that, you know, they, they might not ask the right questions or enough questions about it. And, uh, you know, ask if they have changed their, their sleeping habits, if they're recovering more, if uh, they change training methods, like maybe someone was doing, you know, triathlon versus now they're doing CrossFit. So they're putting on a bit more lean muscle mass, looking a little bit more defined and, and stronger. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think when it comes to, uh, you know, people just kind of jumping on the bandwagon because they see something working for someone, but you know, they don't get the whole picture, the, the whole story about it. This is why I love what I do is connecting someone to themselves. I, I start from the very first email with someone cause it, I mean, it's not always just individuals, it's groups. Right? And, and I do team talks and I do workplace wellness conversations and it's exciting because you have so many different kinds of people and as a business model in our society, it's taking the similarities in population and finding them a plan and then just getting everyone else to follow it. And that's not what my business is about. It's about understanding this unique individual in front of me. And so I have been approached or I've witnessed conversations where it's like, oh, like, you're so fit, though, or, or you've got the genetics or whatever. And it, it's like, 
A, I've been doing this forever, and I've had my ups and my downs, and I've still felt insecure and had fears because I'm a human being, and we all have those. Where I start to help people succeed is in understanding that the skills to overcome what they've been through are within them. And, and guiding them there and encouraging them. And I think when we start comparing ourselves to others, we are forgetting our own value. And our society is so critical. And we catch ourselves all the time, even in the fitness and nutrition realm, where we as coaches and leaders have to be very careful how we criticize ourselves. Because we're humans but we're also role models. And everyone who's in the gym technically is a role model to the other. Um, a conversation I've had with a lot of people that are very active at this point in their lives is always around New Year's. And they say, oh, all these New Year's resolutioners are in the gym and it's taking up my space. And I go, it is so awesome that you get to be their role model. How cool would it be if they started coming more and more and learned from you? So I think that it's just about caring about each other and teaching each other to care about themselves and, and that this is what health is about is accountability and that there's a support system for you. And that's again why I've always really liked working with Paul and, and working with Stark or any sort of fitness region that is a group is having that encouragement that where you are in your own journey is okay and we can help you get where you need to be in a healthy and safe way. That's very cool. Um, yeah, about the, the role model aspect, I think a lot of people don't realize that they are role models for others. Like I've had a lot of requests for um, for a, an older adults class. So we were starting a, a program called Guardians, so Stark Guardians, uh, early June. And it is geared a little bit more towards people who are like 55, 60 years of uh, age and older. And uh, I, I don't always think that that is something that is needed specifically, but I guess there is, there is a demand for it. So we are gonna try and fill that, but uh, you know we've got we've got some uh, some members here who are you know 60 years of age that are doing regular classes, but they've been active all their lives, and no one can believe that you know that they are that age and the stuff that they're doing, and uh, it's super cool to see. And like the younger athletes, they're 20 years old, they're looking up to them, and they're like, I want to be I want to be doing that when I'm that age, and uh, and you know they may or may not say that. But uh, you know, I, I get to hear it all the time, and it's it's really awesome to see that you know even at that age you're still progressing, you're still getting better, you're still getting stronger, you're still getting fitter and doing more. And uh, you know, there's some people that are just like maybe you know 55, 60 years old, just getting out from behind a desk, or you know now I want to get fitter, and you know I've I known some people to get uh, make some amazing gains doing CrossFit and. Uh, I want to start doing it too. And maybe they're starting from a training age of zero and, uh, you know, it's going to take a, a lot to get them, you know, get them moving better, um, build some strength and, and change some of their habits. Uh, 
I think, uh, you know, having, having people around you like that to kind of grow with is, is definitely helpful. But, uh, you know, just like you had said, like you may be a great role model to people who are around watching and, and don't even know it. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe keep that in mind when you're, when you're in the gym. So, um, my, my next question for you, Alex, is if you could suggest one thing that could help people in their diets, um, what would you say would be the biggest bang for the buck change, uh, that someone could make, you know, instantly, uh, just, just one thing. Ooh, that's a toughie. <laughs> Again, because I'm such a believer in the unique individual, you're asking me to generalize, um, so I guess, let, let's see, biggest bang for your buck, as you like to say, uh, I don't want to say hydration, but I do want to say balance, and that is a very subjective term, so I'm sorry for sounding so general, but you hear nowadays on social media this macros, 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 micros talk and like it's so trendy and like it's just so funny to me. <laughs> but there is some truth in that, um, though I think it's being misconstrued into this popular like it's okay to have a Pop-Tart because you ate your certain amount of macros. Like it, that's still a really processed um, high sugar, lots of fake things in there, right? So that's not where I'm coming from with this. But balance for me is making sure there's protein, carbohydrate, and fat in your day. Um, when I get custom with athletes, the amounts and the styles that that's added into your diet are around your activity level, again, because eating a whole bunch of uh, cheese prior to your workout is going to be a little bit more detrimental than after. And if you need that pizza and that's going to help you feel like you can be so-called more clean or more focused, or even if I just am like, hey, you like eating this and this is going to create more success for you overall, to know that once a week or once a month you get to have this, that enrolls that balance principle. Um, and balance means things like eating throughout the day, not going half a day without eating, um, eating well throughout the week, eating consistently well for your sport. And so to throw that as general as I can, um, it, it is just focus on are you balanced in your day? Are you balanced in this meal alone? Is it just a whole bunch of carbohydrates? Do you have some avocado in there as well? Because you know essential fats are there and maybe you lose a little bit of the carbohydrates so that there's some calories in there. It gets very general and specific, so please contact me. <laughs> but uh, that's my choice. Balance is always good and it's sometimes very hard to achieve, but uh, yeah, we've, we've always, I've never really suggested specific diets for people. I've always been about, you know, eating real food. So, you know, if it's if it's not processed at all, um, you know, spending your time eating 90% real food stuff that you actually have to make and cook and put together rather than just like throw in the microwave or the oven sort of thing. 
um, you know, stuff that takes you a bit of time to prepare. So, you know, usually I'll suggest whether it's something that swims or flies or runs or grows or can be picked up a, off a tree or dug up from the ground, you're, you're probably good. But, um, you know, when it comes to anything else, it's, uh, it's usually stuff you want to stay away from. And I know there's like a time and a place for that. And, uh, and yeah, we are human. We got to indulge here and there. But, uh, you know, for, for people that are really wanting to, to be successful, it's just, you know, learning, you know, learning the right balance like Alex was talking about. And just to quickly add into there, too, um, our society is evolving and changing. And some of that means that technology is advancing and, and making some things that maybe our body will never really physiologically break down. And that's more the, the process stuff. But there's some great options that are in the Winnipeg region. Like there's a whole bunch of food prep businesses coming up. Um, and there's lots of pre-cut vegetables. Um, I'm not going to throw any names down just yet because I, I want to um, adhere to all my friends in the Winnipeg region. But, uh, you know, like supermarkets, they've got other restaurants even sometimes that are pre-making food there for you to pick up and it's got that balance so it's not necessarily always about you having to sit there and do that food prep and I know that that's an obstacle for a lot of people but it's about finding where you can get that healthier food and choice that's awesome um, yeah, just having, having those different things available to you, um, you know, maybe, maybe we could get, uh, some of those names, uh, you know, posted up on our, on our site, uh, for some like, you know, natural grass fed, uh, meat around here in Winnipeg and, uh, some, some natural markets and stuff like that, uh, always, always good to have. And it always tastes so much different than food that's traveled three, 4,000 plus kilometers to get to you. So, um, one thing I want to ask you, Alex, is, uh, what are three things that you do to help you stay balanced in life and training? So I've known you for a good number of years. Um, you know, I, I see your post on Instagram, you're doing stuff in the gym, like dry line training, busting out box jumps and burpees and strength training. And then, uh, your volleyball, whether it's like on the court or in the sand, um, it's, you're always doing something. You're always, it seems like you're going through like, you know, different phases of training and, and you've always got something going on, which is awesome. How do you, how do you find balance with that? And, uh, you know, what are the three biggest things that you kind of, you know, wake up and, uh, live every day? Well, even walking into your gym today at the end of your class, like uh, this is just specific to me, but I'm sure it is to a lot of you. I get so excited seeing people be fit and try their hardest. And even if that means that they are learning something for the first time, there's something that just gets my jam about that, that it's like music when I see it. Um, so I feel the same. In a perfect world, that would be the first thing that I did in the morning was train. And sometimes it works out that way. And sometimes uh, life priorities get in the way. But when you're asking me sort of how I keep balance with all of that is 
part of why I added life coaching into my business and, and coaching and uh, goal setting as a whole is I need to feel purposeful. And so I connect to what makes me feel purposeful when I wake up in the morning as sort of my life pillars. And there are some that if you looked at it as a, a paint palette and there was these colors of your life um, and they represented things like your financial health or your relationship health or your physical or your mental, there are ones that you are just naturally drawn to without even having to think about it and that I say the path of least resistance so that's just custom to me that anything to do with being active and well is just where my particular mind loves to go and I don't expect everyone else to be that I expect them to draw on that part of their easel or their uh, paint palette so that's just lucky that that's my my jam and what I love to do. So I think it's writing down what my values are and writing down what my core pillars kind of are for why I feel purposeful in my day. So health is one of them. And health is many parameters for me. Like my mental health is really important. I have a great best friend that found this cool girl that makes journals in Winnipeg. And I always wrote goals, but I didn't necessarily write my fears and write what was really true versus what I was creating. And that could be in relevance to um, to people that are starting to get active is I look this way in the gym and I look this way in the mirror and I don't like it and I'm not as pretty as so-and-so or I don't look as jacked as this guy or whatever. Um, that's a fear talking and so really connecting to fears and truths. So my three would be always writing down my health goals, whether it be physical, mental, or emotional, making sure that I'm out doing them. And lastly, is making sure that I'm creating a healthy support system because you can't do this all by yourself. You can, but it's not as fun. It's not as easy, and it's just, is so fulfilling to show somebody else like I was shooting for this and this is what I did and having someone say I'm proud of you that's awesome cool that's awesome I love it um well I I just want to say thank you for taking some time and coming down here and uh being a part of this podcast I hope uh, there's some people out there that uh, that listen to it and it might unlock some doors for them or get them thinking a little bit differently about maybe what they're doing um, and maybe how they can be a little bit healthier, whether it is uh, fitness-wise, nutrition-wise, or even uh, mentally. Um, you know, I uh, just want to pass this over to Alex and uh and you know how can people get a hold of you so like you know can they find you email Facebook Instagram home address like what do you got for people well this science grad eventually learned how to do some marketing so I have all of those um my website is www.shockperformance.com um, you can find Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. It's all just Shock Performance Nutrition is the full name. Or you can email me at info at Shock Performance. Awesome. Thank you uh, very much, Alex. 
Uh, it was awesome having you here and uh, and seeing you again. And uh, if anyone has any questions or anything that you would like to uh, hear about for a show or anyone in the city that you would like maybe uh, interviewed for a podcast, I can try and get on that. Please email me at info at starkstrength.com. So that's I-N-F-O at S-T-A-R-K-E strength.com. Thank you once again, Alex, for coming out. And uh, it was awesome having you here. Okay, so we were uh, we were talking after we had finished wrapping up uh, the show, and uh, I think one thing that I just wanted to uh, to say I thought was really important is the fact that Alex really takes time with people and ties in the life coaching uh, and client success part into uh, working with people for their nutritional habits and uh, and goals. You know, I've talked to several people who think that they need to exercise more to reach their uh, their goals, uh, their aesthetic goals, or, you know, really get dialed in on eating habits. But there's other triggers and other issues that uh, that do come up and can affect that. So, you know, if someone's, uh, if someone's saying that they tend to be drinking a lot more during the week and, um, you know, they're not happy at work and uh, they're just very, very unhappy with certain situations, um, and it affects their eating. It affects them drinking a lot. Um, it affects their happiness. And then I'm like, well, you know, tell me about your relationship with your mom. And they're like, well, why? I'm like, well, just, you know, what's it like? And it's like, well, we don't get along. We fight a lot. You know, even last week we got into a fight that was, uh, you know, I ended up going home and drinking a bottle of wine after that. And it's kind of like, you know what, like some of that stuff might need to be dealt with first before, and I know this is like, this goes pretty, you know, could be a lot deeper than, you know, than the life coaching aspect, but it could get someone thinking about things a little bit more. And it might not just be about like, you know, changing your eating habits and, uh, and working out more. You're just putting in a lot more effort and maybe not getting the results you want because there are other issues that need to be taken care of first. So how do you kind of tie that in with, uh, you know, with the, uh, aspect of uh of the nutrition and the and the physical portion of their training i ask (laughs) i know that seems obvious but um there are a lot of people out there that are nutrition counseling and i think again where you make that connection with people is who are you like what do you stand for what's important to you where do you want to go and if they say things like, I want to feel beautiful, if I have a female client that says that, and like, I break that down. I don't write down, okay, she wants to feel beautiful and move on to the next and give her this diet plan. I'm like, okay, like what, what defines you being beautiful? Um, for a guy, you know, it's not much different, and, and I'm not putting people in judgment boxes. Like They're like, I want to feel valuable. I want to feel successful. And okay, well, how do you define success? And so it always comes back down to like, sort of saying like, what are your core values? What are your pillars? Like, okay, so you define success as the following. So how are we going to get you there? What are areas of opportunity that you're not taking? So sometimes I think fitness is such a cool start to enlightening people that the rest of their lives can be just as successful. 
but people feel more in control of their own fitness and their own nutrition. And so if they're, you know, with, if it's a mom or a dad, who's ever at home and the primary caregiver, we'll put it that way, grandma, whatever, um, there's something about being there where you're like, this is my job and this is my purpose and this fulfills me. And then who's ever at work, this is my job, this is my purpose, this is what fills me. And they feel like that should be enough. And then when it isn't, I'm like, well, what are the other areas that make you feel successful? So fitness is a great place to start because eventually once you get that push-up, you're like, maybe I can handle this conversation with my boss. You know what? Now that I've been running around a little bit more, it's a lot easier to run around with my kids at home, and I didn't realize I was going to be able to have this kind of energy. So I love how interrelated they are. But again, it's making that connection, asking people the way they see their lives and then maybe pointing out areas that they could improve on or that maybe they should be spending a little bit more time on. The ones that we do not spend time on, it is based on fear. And that's what visualization and sport and that's what life coaching and life purpose discussions are about. And I think that's a completely different topic now for uh, for another podcast with you, Alex. So once again, thank you very much for, uh, for being down here and uh, look forward to having you back. Thanks so much, Paul. <laughs>